0: Hey, podcasters, and welcome to the Chris and Dan Garbage to Gold podcast. I am so glad that you are here and listening. We are here for episode two of season two, and I am so excited to introduce to you my guest host. She has a special place in my heart. Her name is Melinda. She's my wife. Melinda, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you know, I was having trouble finding a guest host, and you know, you live with me, so...
1: Here I am.
0: (laughs) I think this is going to be a great episode today. Melinda's going to share with us a little bit about her testimony and just her experience with her relationship and walk with God. I can't wait. So what do you say, Melinda? Let's get started.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So I'm so excited about Melinda being my new guest host for this episode. I've known you for a while, haven't I, Melinda?
1: (laughs) I hope so.
0: Uh, We've been married for, this is where you say how many years we've been married.
1: (laughs) This is where I'm testing you to see how you know.
0: Well, I'm testing you.
1: 12 years? Uh, no, no. <laughs>
0: no, we we were married in December of 2007, so mm. we've been married 13 years, going mm. on 14. It'll be 14 years this December. Time flies when you're having fun. Yeah. So just to uh, let the listeners get to know you a little bit more, Melinda, tell us how we met, and uh, we we know that you instantly fell in love with me, but how did we meet?
1: We met at uh, A.M.C., at band camp and i was the clarinet player that was your first year in band that
0: was my first and and only only year mm -hmm. in band
1: so why did you do band
0: well i i needed an extra hour to graduate and i didn't want to take another class band sounded fun and mc had a really crappy band And they needed some drummers, so I said, hey, I'd be willing to learn how to play the bass drum, and uh, Dr. Craig Young said, okay, yeah, sure, come on.
1: Well, he had his voice down really good. (laughs) (laughs) So you were...
0: Yeah, I played bass drum. Mm -hmm.
1: And I played clarinet. Yep. I played clarinet since sixth grade, and our daughter is about to start band two yeah, isn't
0: that crazy that
1: is absolutely crazy she's playing clarinet too i know yeah i'm so excited
0: so we went on a couple of dates but that was about it mm-hmm. you know we were friends mm-hmm. and i graduated went on to north carolina for graduate school and we were always friends but um then one day we just kind of got together so mm-hmm. um so all you youngsters out there be friends first before you get serious with dating
1: good advice
0: so Melinda, I'm always coming up with these great business ideas. Yes, you are. And I've told you a few of them. Uh, I've got one new one that I think would do really well. It's, it's a bagel restaurant shop. I'm going to call it Flock of Bagels.
1: Okay, why are you calling it Flock of Bagels?
0: Well, it's going to be an 80s-themed restaurant, right? So, so Flock of Bagels, because we're going to serve bagels. And since it's an 80s-themed restaurant, you know, Flock of Seagulls flock of bagels yeah you know kind of play on words there with Uh the 80s band flock of seagulls
1: yeah
0: all right so okay so in this in this 80s themed restaurant flock of bagels you know we can we can really drive home this 80s theme you know of course we'll play 80s music our employees the servers you know they'll dress in 80s clothes the leg warmers bright neon colors (laughs) high tops
1: Big hoop earrings.
0: Big hoop earrings. And the big hair. Remember the big, big hair?
1: hair? Are you just serving bagels or are you serving anything else? Well, I think
0: bagels would be enough, right? I mean, people like bagels.
1: So are you going to do like eggs with like a bagel mm. egg sandwich? No, or? Just, just bagels. Just bagels. Yeah,
0: different, different kind of bagels. Oh, okay, okay. So you think we should have something other than bagels?
1: I think like some maybe different cream cheeses or jellies or something. I don't know.
0: Mm. Okay, so we we need a an 80s theme menu. Yes. Right, of serving different things. Okay, okay. So we could have um an egg, bacon and cheese sandwich served on a bagel and we could call it the Breakfast Club. Oh yeah. Remember the Breakfast oh, yeah. Club oh, yeah. Oh, movie? Yeah. 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 Big 80s movie. Uh, okay, so some other ideas. Uh, we could serve oatmeal, and we could call it Hall and Oatsmeal. <laughs> you know, from the from the band duo Hall and Oats.
1: What about Guns and Roses?
0: What would we serve? I, I was thinking of something with Guns and like we could call it Buns and something, like a honey bun and. Oh, it could be like a like a Valentine special. Oh, yeah. Buns yeah. and roses. Buns and roses. Like you, you get uh, a honey dozen. buns. <laughs> a, a dozen honey buns and a dozen roses. Uh, we could serve ham and eggs, and we could call it Ham you know, like, Halen. What about
1: Top
0: Gun? What about Top Gun? <laughs> what, what, what would that be? Like a muffin?
1: Yeah.
0: Why a muffin? <laughs> I mean, why would Top Gun make you think of muffin? I don't know. We can serve uh, three eggs, grits, biscuit, and gravy. I mean, the whole works. Sampling of sausage, bacon, country ham, and we'll call it Hungry Like the Wolf. Uh, We could serve pancakes and call them the Golden Girls.
1: Nice. I like it. Yeah, have a stack of three pancakes, the Golden Girls. (laughs) Golden Girls.
0: So what do you think? You're going to go in with this business idea with me?
1: Yeah, I'll go with you. Yeah,
0: we probably had to take a second mortgage out on the house. And uh, put our life savings into this. So, I mean, we got to be really committed.
1: Uh. You're hesitating.
0: (laughs) All right, so, Melinda, I have a question that I've been wondering. Okay, so I have been watching The Chosen. They're in season two now. I just watched the first episode. Okay, I may have fallen asleep towards the end of the first episode. But that doesn't mean it wasn't good. That That was just because... What?
1: Is that when I scared you? (laughs)
0: Yeah, it was early in the morning, and yeah, that was when you scared me, yes. <laughs> that's a, another story. <laughs> but in The Chosen, they, they have many scenes where Jesus heals people, and it just made me think about why Jesus healed people. So what do you have an answer for that? Why did, why did Jesus heal people in the Bible?
1: To give God the glory.
0: To give God the glory. That, that's a good answer. Other answers that I came across I mean I, I looked this up okay online, I looked it up to see what people say. Um, another answer was to fulfill the prophecies of the Old Testament uh, which yeah that's a good answer yeah. too. Another answer that I saw online was so that people will know their sins are forgiven mm-hmm. because there, there were accounts to where Jesus both healed a person and forgave their sins so and th- those happened simultaneously. And and I guess that makes sense because you know he was giving them a physical analogy of what's really happening spiritually. spiritually. I mean you mm-hmm. can't really see spiritual, spiritual things. Right? But but you can see physical things, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so so he was he was giving some concrete to something he was also doing spiritually. Another reason is so that people would believe in him. Okay. And people certainly believed mm-hmm. in him because mm-hmm. he performed miracles and and healed people. But here's my answer.
1: I was going to ask.
0: This is what I think, and this is an answer that I didn't come across online. I mean, all, all those answers that we listed is a result of healings. God got the glory. Uh, people believed in him. People knew their sins were forgiven. But I don't know if that's why Jesus actually did the miracle. Those were just, those were byproducts. Right. right? I think Jesus healed people because he loved them, because of the love that he has for us. Matthew 20, verses 30 through 34 can I read that real quick? hmm Let me find it. You'd think I'd be more organized. This is when Jesus came upon two blind men. They were sitting by the roadside, and when they heard that Jesus was going by, they shouted, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Verse 31, it says, The crowd rebuked them and told them to be quiet, but they shouted all the louder, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on us. Jesus stopped and called them, What do you want me to do for you? He asked. And in verse 33, Lord, they answered, We want our sight. And in verse 34, Jesus had compassion on them and touched their eyes, and immediately they received their sight and followed him. Why did Jesus heal those two blind men? Because he had compassion for them. We're missing the part of the fact that Jesus loves us. And what's the reason Jesus healed people? Is because he loved them. I mean, all those other answers, I mean, that's true too. Those are the byproducts. But the reason he healed people was because of his love that he had for them. I don't know what you think about that, but that's crazy love.
1: That's deep. I haven't thought about it that way. I and think he's, that's a true statement.
0: And he's still healing people today
1: mm-hmm.
0: because of the love that he has yeah, for me. us.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Can I read another scripture real quick? Sure. Matthew nine twenty Two blind men. Again, two different blind men, okay? When Jesus had gone indoors, this is verse 28, the blind men came to him and he asked, and Jesus asked them, do you believe that I'm able to do this? And the blind men said, yes, Lord. And so, of course, he heals them. But Jesus had to ask the question, do you believe that I can do this? And other occasions, Jesus says, your faith has healed you. Mm-hmm. So we have to have faith. We have to believe right. that God can, can heal us. And, I, and I'm not necessarily talking about physical healing. I mean, certainly physical healing, uh, but also emotional healing, mental healing, uh, relation, relational healing. We have to believe that God is big enough, strong enough to do a miracle in our lives. Um, And we have to believe that Jesus loves us no matter what we've done, despite all of our flaws, that he loves us and he is wanting to do a miracle in our lives. So Chris was always all about songs. He loved music and he liked to have song segments, during our podcast episodes, and I wanted to see if you had a song that speaks to you.
1: Yes, I do. Lauren Dangle, uh, You Say, is my favorite song. It starts out talking about how you keep fighting voices that are in your mind that say that you're not enough. Every single lie that tells me that I will never measure up. I'm more than just a sum of every high in every low and it just says you know like the lyrics are you say I'm loved when I can't feel a thing you say I'm strong when I think I'm weak you say I am held when I'm falling short and when I don't belong you say I'm yours and I believe that song means a lot to me because I take all my highs And think that's where my worth is and then when I have one small low that's not even mine like something stupid or whatever happened that day and I will focus on that one thing all day and make that like define my day and knowing that I have to listen to that song and knowing that just because that one thing happened doesn't define the rest of the day or the rest of my life um, you know, no matter if it's a high or a low, that doesn't define who I am.
0: Yeah, I get like that, too. I focus on no matter how many accomplishments that I have, I focus on that one bad thing. But that's not what defines us. hmm I think that's cool, and it goes back about why Jesus healed people is because of his love for us. And, and in that song, you were saying that you say I am loved.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's something that we just need to be reminded of. Mm-hmm. Because it's easy for us to get down on ourselves and you know, we get caught up in, in this lie of, of that we tell ourselves that we're no good, that we're not deserving of love.
1: Right. I mean, especially in this day and age with social media, you feel like your self-worth has to be in how many likes you got on a certain picture. or you Yeah, know. and it's,
0: it's just too easy to compare yourself mm-hmm. to people on social media. And you're not comparing yourself to to other people you're comparing your worst to their best their because best. They, they only show their best on facebook they're not mm-hmm. going to show you the bad side of themselves
1: right. i mean i tried to you know with like when we went on our family vacations you know there was one picture i'm like oh, we're in front of stone mountain you know waiting for the fireworks okay kids you know d i'll take a picture of us and the boys were being boys and they were like climbing on top of each other. And So I did show like, hey, they're not always perfect. Here's a bad picture. But it was really not a bad picture. I mean it was still cute and yeah, funny. I like those
0: pictures because yeah. it, it just shows real life.
1: Like, right, right. So I try not to, you know, edit and do all that other stuff. So try to keep it real.
0: So I do a lot of editing on this podcast. That's so should good. I should I not edit and just <laughs> publish it the way it is I just to keep it real to
1: listen to all the bloopers and
0: there's a lot of them <laughs> yeah so in this season of our podcast i'm inviting our our different guest hosts to come and share their testimony and and melinda has an awesome testimony that i wanted the listener to be able to to hear. So so Melinda, talk to us about your childhood, how you became a Christian, just kind of your background struggles, your highs and lows.
1: <laughs> sure. So I am the baby of the family. I've got two older sisters. One's 10 years older than me and the other one is five years older than me. My parents are both been married, always been married, and my parents both My dad grew up in a Baptist home. My mom, her parents didn't go to church, but um, a friend invited her. And so anyway, she became a Christian, so she ended up getting her whole family uh, involved in church. So church has been very important to her because she knows what it's like to not go to church. And so, like I said, I have two older sisters. And as I was growing up, my mom saw that I was struggling in certain ways and decided like, my speech wasn't correct. My dad stuttered, so I think I picked up some of that from him. And my mom always had some learning issues, too, and so did my grandmother. And uh, so anyway, she got me, you know, some help. And um, come to find out, I have dyslexia. And dyslexia is not that I can read backwards, which a lot of people think. Um, Dyslexia, if you don't know, is that your brain just thinks things differently. It just has a lot, for me, it's just a slow processing um, I read fine, but sometimes I don't hear words the right way. Um, and so I had a speech growing up. I had to go to, like, a tutor during the day to get help with my testing and different things. And both my sisters are very, very smart. They get it from my dad. Like, both my sisters and me, straight A's. And I'm the child that brought home D's and C's and a lot of F's. So that, I think, kind of built into that not feeling Worthy, because um, I just felt like my sisters were smart and I was not smart. My parents never made me feel that way whatsoever, because my dad was always like, really good. And so was my mom, my mom understood, because like I said, she struggled with school. But my dad was like, as long as you did your best, I don't care. You know, did you do your best? And I would say yes. And sometimes I would say no. I know I could have done better. Then he was like, then I want you to do better. But they never had like high expectations of me as far as grades. So. I went to college, met Daniel, and at some point God told me that I should be a special education teacher because I know what it's like to be a child who needs help in school and that he thought I could do that. I kind of was like Moses and how Moses said, you know, but God, I'm, I got a thick tongue. I, I can't speak very well, and that was my thing. It's like I can't be a teacher because I didn't make good grades and stuff, but God's like, no, I'm going to give you the wisdom and give you the help. Give you what you need to do and you're going to do it i went to school and so i was gonna um, go and get my special education degree and getting to my last year i couldn't pass the praxis um a couple of times i kept failing it and i finally gave up and um daniel being as nice as he is he was like no you're not failing and i was like no i failed the praxis test three times i get it you know it's like baseball." three strikes you're out and my mom was cheering me on my grandmother was telling me no I need to go back and Daniel was telling me I need to go back so I was like fine I'll just prove all y'all wrong and I'm not I'll 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 do this test I'll spend all this hundred dollars on this test and I'll do it again and sure enough I actually passed it so (laughs) I got the glory on that one (laughs)
0: That reminds me of a recent episode we did about about failure and that failure doesn't define us. Yeah.
1: It's
0: about what we do after we fail. Mm-hmm. You know, and you got back up again.
1: I did. You know, I got to help some amazing kids that short period of time that I was a teacher before we started having kids of our own. And then when we were pregnant with our first child, Linda, I was doing everything right and wanted to do my best. And I really was praying that I didn't pass this on because I know my grandmother passed it on to my mom. My mom passed it on to me. And I just kept praying, you know, God, please don't let my children struggle the same way as I struggled. And we had a beautiful little girl, and she grew up. And you know, I started noticing that she started having speech problems throughout school, first grade, and different things. Different teachers said that she was struggling some, and so we decided to go ahead and get her tested for it too. And so we found out that she has dyslexia. That was hard as knowing what that was going to be like because I know as a child what that was like, and I prayed. And it almost felt like God didn't answer my prayer. And I'll never forget being in the room quiet and just having, and just really being mad.
0: Yeah. It's okay to be mad with God because, I mean, He knows what we think
1: mm-hmm.
0: and our emotions anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. I remember because I, I think Isaac, maybe Eli, I know one of them was already in speech. She was getting diagnosed with dyslexia, and then Eli was about to start speech. And so it just felt like, all three of my children, everything that I didn't want them to have, they were getting it all from me. And I'm like, Daniel's got all the smarts. <laughs> why couldn't they get all his smarts? Why do they have to get this stuff from me? Like, if they're going to get anything from me, why do they have to get this from me? And I basically was wrestling with God. And finally, I just was crying out to him. And God's like, what are you going to do? Are you going to turn your back on me? You know, all these 30, 40 years that we've had together, are you just going to just walk away? Or are you going to realize there's a bigger picture here and that I am God? And I know what I'm doing, and I took care of you. And I know you love these children, but I love them more, and I got a plan for them. I'm going to be part of all the glory in all of this.
0: It was tough for me, for Linda Rose, to see her struggling early on. But I, I can say that I understand dyslexia more. I don't like it when people refer to dyslexia as a learning disability mm-hmm. because it's, it's not a disability It's an ability. Dyslexic people see the world in a different way than other people do. It's just that they don't learn the way the majority of people learn. And so they get labeled as having a learning disability. But it's a, it's a unique and special gift that God gives you. There's two directions you can go with this. You can get down on yourself and see this as a disability and something that, that God did to you because he doesn't like you or doesn't care about you. Or you can embrace it and realize that God created you in a unique and special way and look for ways that God can use that.
1: If you're struggling, the one thing that always helps me is just to know that God... He doesn't measure us by our highs or our lows. He just loves us for who we are as long as we're trying to do our best and and just give Him the glory and just to share who He is with others. That's all that He's called us to do.
0: There's going to be times where you don't think life is fair. There's going to be times, and I'm sure we've all experienced that. I mean, there's many times to where we, we don't think life is fair. We weren't dealt a good hand, and it can be easy to blame God, but it's not going to change our circumstances. Mm -hmm. It's not going to change who he is. So I'd encourage you if you're going through a difficult season in life to where things aren't necessarily going your way, just just run towards God. Even if you're mad at him, even if you're angry at him, just be honest with him Mm -hmm. because he can work with that. Be honest with him and you'll be amazed at what God can do. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today and we thank you for the love that you have for us. And God, I pray that you would continue to, to reveal to us just how great that love is that you give us and offer us. God, you created us uniquely with purpose. God, you don't make mistakes. God, I pray that you would help us to embrace who we are and use these gifts and talents to give you glory God we thank you for being patient with us when we're stubborn when we think we know better than you at times God I pray that you would forgive us of our pride that we have God, I pray that we will come humbly to you and honestly towards you and God we trust that you will do a mighty work in our lives if we just come with open hands and an honest heart. God, we thank you and we love you for everything that you're doing. God, we trust you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
1: Thank you for listening. You are loved. There is hope for all in Jesus. You are never too far gone.